Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in USC Basketball. You are here with Chris Penrose. Thank you very much for joining us. Going to talk a little SC hoops today. Of course, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, going to be recapping the Trojans' trip up to the Bay Area to face Stanford and Cal. And we're going to look ahead to a big weekend in Los Angeles. we got the Oregons coming into town. Uh, the University of Oregon, Thursday night, 6 o'clock. And then senior night, of course, my favorite night. Uh, Oregon State is Saturday at uh, 3.30 p.m. at the Galen Center. So first and foremost, let's do a little recap of the Pac-12 conference right now. Of course, at the top, we have Washington, uh, who's only lost one game to Arizona State at Arizona State. They are sitting at the top of the conference at 11-1. The Oregon State Beavers are alone in second place. So that obviously is a big deal if you are a USC or UCLA fan, having Oregon State come to town. Um, you know, I Oregon State's going to be in a good position to win the Pac-12 tournament and maybe sneak into the NCAA tournament. We will see what happens. Uh, next two, Utah and Arizona State tied for third place. SC is in a three-way tie uh, for fifth place with uh, Colorado and Stanford. Oregon sitting at 6-6, six and six. Uh, UCLA and Arizona, what has happened to those programs? Arizona lost seven in a row. Are, are you kidding me? Sean Miller, what are you doing? Uh, but good news for Wildcat fans, they play Cal this week, so you know they're going to get a win. I haven't seen a team as bad as Cal in a very, very, very long time in the Pac-12 conference. Uh, still winless, Cal. 0-13 in conference. 5-20 overall, they've lost 14 straight games. Tough time to be a Cal Bear fan. So before we talk about the Oregons, let's do a little recap. Uh, Trojans went 1-1 on the road uh, facing Stanford and obviously beating Cal. Stanford game was a very frustrating game. Stanford did not have uh, their starting point guard, so they were undermanned. SC was up 13 points in the first half. Was playing very well. They held a five-point lead going into halftime. Not quite sure where uh, the wheels fell off the bus, but SC was going back and forth against a very good Stanford team. Uh, had control of the game with less than a minute left. Trojans are up four. Derek Thornton, starting point guard, goes to the free throw line to shoot two free throws. At this point... As a coach, you look at this game going, all you have to do is make free throws and not give up three-pointers. You're going to win the game. That's all they had to do. Make free throws. Don't give up three-pointers. You're going to win the game. But of course, what happens? Derek Thornton misses two free throws. Stanford comes down. There's one guy on Stanford's team that's been making three-pointers consistently throughout the night, and that was Marcus Sheffield. The one guy you cannot leave open. The guy who has three three-pointers up to this point, who's three of four from the three-point line, the one guy you cannot leave open, they left open. And he hits a three. Four-point lead goes to a one-point lead. Just like that in the blink of an eye. SC calls timeout, draws up a play. 
After that timeout, USC draws up a play, and they turn it over. The one thing you cannot do, you're up one, you have you know, less than 30 seconds left, they'll most likely eventually have to foul you as long as you run your offense and take it to the hole. The one thing you cannot do is turn the ball over. They turn the ball over. Give up a wide open layup. Luckily, the guy misses the free throw. Should have been an and one. And then it was a complete repeat of the Oregon State game. Coach draws up a play. Isolation for Benny Boatwright. One rocker step. Goes up. Comes up short. Misses. We foul Stanford. They go to the free throw line. They make their free throws. Game over. So, so, so frustrating. It's a, it's a common theme throughout this season when I say this, but this is the season of missed opportunities. Trojans have had tons of missed opportunities in order to try to solidify themselves as a top team in this conference. You look at the stats. SC did a pretty good job containing their best players. KZ, Okpala, uh, 7-19, and 19, he had 18 points, went 0-5 from the 3. I thought SC defended the perimeter very well. Um, you know, Josh Sharma kind of came out of nowhere. 14 points, 9 rebounds, 7-9 from the field. He really pushed around Nick Rakosevic, I thought. Um, and Nick didn't really respond uh, the way I think, I think he should have. Uh, Bryce Wills scored the last 6 points uh, for Stanford in the game. He ended up with 11 points, six rebounds. Um, and then you look at USC, you know, it's, it's kind of the, the, the same things, right? Betty Boatwright, leading scorer, uh, 19 points, six of 11 shooting. Uh, Jonah Matthews, I thought, had a good game, hit some big threes. He went three or four from the three-point line, ended up with 16 points. Uh, Nick Rakosevich, uh, 15 points, 11 rebounds, another double-double. 5 of 11 from the field. Kevin Porter Jr. ended up with 10 points, but went 4 of 12 from the field. Free throws. I, I'm, you're going to get bored of this podcast because I'm going to be a, a broken record. 17 of 25 from the free throw line. Are you kidding me? That will not get it done. That will not get it done at all. Good Lord. More turnovers than assists. 15 turnovers, 14 assists. Come on, guys. Can't have this happen. Cannot have this happen. Oh, man. The one thing I will say is Rakosevich came off the bench. He did not start. So bench points looks pretty good for the Trojans. 32 bench points. That's something we've been wanting to see more and more of. More bench points. More consistent points off the bench. Uh, So having Nick... Uh, coming off the bench really helped those bench points quite a bit. And then you look at offensive rebounds. 15 offensive rebounds for Stanford. That's a killer, guys. It's an absolute killer. Of those 15 offensive rebounds, 22 second chance points. Can't do that. Cannot do that. Stanford, I also thought, dominated the paint. 48 points in the paint. Uh, Josh Sharma... Uh, Oscar Da Silva, um, they really control the paint, especially on the offensive end. So frustrating, complete missed opportunity. Uh, USC ends up dropping that one to the Cardinal, uh, 79 to 76. 
So then they go to Cal. Cal, the night before, excuse me, the game before they play USC, played UCLA, put them into overtime. UCLA won. Cal should have won that game. Could have been their first win. So you look at this, outsider looking in, this could be Cal's first win. USC's lost three in a row. They're struggling. They're on the road. UCLA, or excuse me, Cal starting to play well. They almost beat UCLA, went into overtime. Maybe there's some momentum there. You know, Cal's going to come out fired up, trying to get their first win. You know, come out, punch USC in the mouth, see what they can make happen. That, that did not work. SC was up by almost 40 points at one point during this game. Big shout out to Benny Boatwright. Breaking the Trojan three-point record. Shattered my record of one three. He put up 10 threes. Went 10 of 13 from the three-point line. Ended with 36 points. New career high for Benny Boatwright. Let's give it up. Good for him. 12 of 19 from the field. Uh, full stat line. Five rebounds. Two assists. One block. One steal. Awesome game from Benny. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. was the second leading scorer. So hopefully we can see some momentum from KP. He ended up with 14 points. Went 3 of 4 from the 3-point line. 5 of 7 from the free throw line. 3 rebounds. 4 assists. It's a good stat line for KP. That's awesome. I'm really hoping that he can build some confidence off that. Rakosevich, another double-double, 12 points, 11 rebounds, 6 of 10 from the field. Elijah Weaver, I thought, played well, 2 of 4 from the field, 6 points, uh, 3 rebounds, 3 assists. Uh, Jerome Brooks came in, gave 12 good minutes. And, of course, my walk-ons went in. Each one of them jacked up a, a shot, Devin Fleming and McKay Anderson. Uh, unfortunately, no makes, but, you know, I love seeing those guys get in. That's fantastic. But, again, free throws, guys. 10 of 20 from the free throw line. What are you doing? What are you practicing? They are second to last in the Pac-12 and in the bottom fourth of the country in percentage. Shooting under 67% from the free throw line. Cannot happen. Absolutely cannot happen. But the most impressive thing of this Cal game, in my opinion, assists. 24 assists for the Trojans. Derek Thornton had seven. Shaquan Aaron had five. Benny Boatwright, Jonah Matthews, uh, and Jerome Brooks all had two. Obviously, we talked about Elijah Weaver and Kevin Porter each getting three assists. It was, The ball movement was phenomenal. And I think this was a fantastic coaching job from Coach Enfield to get his guys' minds right because this easily could have been upset City. The whole storyline leading up to this game was Cal has momentum. This could be their first win. They're at home. You know, rivalry game against USC. This had this had upset written all over it. Enfield got his guys' minds right. The ball movement was phenomenal. I thought they played good defense. Turnovers turning into offense. Quick, easy baskets. Obviously, Betty Boatwright hitting 10 threes. That's really going to help you out. But I, I was really impressed with the coaching job. Uh, to get his guys ready for this game. So now we go into this weekend. Oregon coming into town. It was not a good game when USC went to Oregon. Uh, we had some disciplinary problems with Kevin Porter Jr. and the coaches getting into it. Uh, Oregon came out and just physically, I think they looked at the tape of USC, Oregon State. Oregon State just physically went after USC. Oregon did the same. 
Lewis King, the five-star freshman, got into Benny Boatwright's head. They were going back and forth. Totally got Benny out of his out of his game. Benny started jacking up bad shots. Uh, USC offensively really turned to hero ball. Not a good, not a good, uh, no good ball movement. Uh, everyone was trying to get their own. Paul White just absolutely destroyed Rakosevich down low. Uh, Oregon really went to the boards. They saw that SC was vulnerable uh, in the zone defense and often missed shots. Oregon was getting two, three guys to the boards, at least knocking it out, creating second chance opportunities. Uh, SC was down over 20 points a couple times in that game. It just, it, it was not a good game from the get go. What makes me a little nervous is that Kenny Wooten for Oregon comes back. Big, tall, long, great rebounder, great shot blocker. So they add another guy that's going to crash the boards. SC's going to need to locate him uh, when a shot goes up. But the, Oregon's been been on and off all season long. They've had some good games. They've had some bad games. I think this is a very winnable game for SC. I think they have to do a couple things. Number one, and I'm going to sound like a broken record, they have to keep Oregon off the boards. Box out in the zone. I know that's a hard thing to do. That's one of the toughest things about a zone is rebounding out of it, but you have to do that. Oregon's going to want to go up and down. I think SC should try to push the pace a little bit, but not get too out of control. Push the pace. If there's a wide open layup or a wide open shot, take it. If not, it's very simple to just bring the ball back out, get into your offense. They need to start their offense with 25 seconds on the shot clock. Last time, Oregon started to play a little three-quarter, one-two-two press. SC wasn't getting into their offense until about 17, 18 seconds into the shot clock. Cannot happen. SC needs to break the press, move the ball quick, and get into their offense early so they can run their plays and get a good shot. And then last but not least, the magic number is 16. 16 assists. When the Trojans get 16 assists in the game, they end up winning. I believe they're undefeated this year when that happens. Good ball movement, unselfish play, though they should be Oregon. I have a good feeling about it. And then Oregon State on Saturday, I mean, it's senior night, guys. Benny Boatwright, Shaquan Aaron, Jonah Matthews. Um, it's, it's a magical night. Obviously, my senior night was incredible. Uh, we blew out Cal. I get in the game with two minutes left, hit a three on the wing with almost no time left, get carried off the court. ESPN Top 10, just about every news, sports radio station, TV station you can imagine I was on. It was it was amazing. Special things happen on senior night. So with the second place team in the Pac-12 coming in, I have a good feeling SE is going to take care of business here. Now, a couple things to talk about. SE went to Oregon State, had the ball, tied game in regulation. Benny Boatwright misses a shot that would have won it. SE loses in overtime. Unfortunately for SC, Oregon State will get Trace Trinkle back. Trace Trinkle leads Oregon State in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. He's the second leading scorer in the Pac-12, averaging almost 21 points a game. He is a baller and is a top candidate for player of the year in the Pac-12 conference. He comes back. A couple things SC needs to do. Obviously, control Trace Trinkle. We all know that. Uh, Against Oregon State last game, Stevie Thompson Jr. went off for 34 points. Ethan Thompson went off for 13. Got to con- 
there's no way those guys should be scoring 34 and 13 points a game. Just should not be happening. Uh, Stevie Thompson, five three-pointers. Ethan Thompson, two three-pointers. Got to make sure you locate those two guys in the zone. The biggest key for me in this game will be how Nick Rakosevich plays against Kyler Kelly and uh, the other Rakosevich. I can't pronounce his first name, and I don't want to embarrass myself and insult him and try. Um, but those two guys took it to Nick last game. They really took it to him. They were physical with him. They completely got him out of his game. And Nick was coming off of a few games where he had uh, double-doubles con- uh, consecutively. And he ended up with six points and seven rebounds. Nick needs to be a bigger part of this game. Needs to be in the 14 to 18 points, 10 to 11 rebounds, and just play his game. I think the two-man game between Benny Boatwright and Nick Rakosevich on the high-low will be there most of the night. I think those guys are really going to have to work together. Uh, Big games from Benny and Nick, uh, along with consistent point guard play, rebounding the ball, and getting over 16 assists. SC could easily go for a sweep this weekend, and they're going to need to. And it's pretty amazing. I mean, you look at this logjam in the Pac-12. If SC wins both games this weekend, they'll most likely be in second place in the Pac-12, or at least tied for second place. We'll see what happens with Utah and Arizona State. But that is that is a legitimate thing that could happen, that USC jumps to second place uh, at the end of this weekend. So let's fill up the Galen Center. Let's get it rocking. Crowds have been pretty good lately. Everyone needs to support this team. They're in such a good position to try to get one of those top four spots before the Pac-12 tournament. So they don't have to play on Wednesday. They start play on Thursday uh, when conference tournaments kick off. So that's it for me. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Or you can find us at Believe underscore L-A. Uh, per the usual, feel free to reach out with any questions. Twitter handle CPenrose10. That is CPenrose, number one, number zero. I thank you again for listening and fight on. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.